Reject Nation, hello, this has become The Daily Show. I am Jon Stewart. I am very excited about this being so often and how much you guys have loved this show. We have breaking news and frankly, this couldn't wait for the other things. But before we get into that, please do like, subscribe, leave comments because Koi's Comic Corner is largely gonna be fueled by you. You're like my co-host. Things you wanna hear about, I'm gonna dive into. I've already got some ideas of future episodes. So those comments are being perused, enjoyed, and very much appreciated. But today, with the giant news that broke, we're going to be talking about the rumors that are probably true about Lady Gaga joining Joker 2, what that means for the other rumors, the Willem Dafoe rumors, how that might tie into the title itself, these rumors of it being a musical, how Greg called this four months ago, and most of all, what I think this is going to be influenced by with the comic books. Can you tell that Greg's sitting immediately to my left? That's him giggling. <laughs> I'm very excited because this, to me, elevates the sequel idea of what Joker 2 is going to be. We're going to dive into all of that and more after these opening credits. I'm so excited for Joker 2 now that we have this big, big rumor. The combination of it being Lady Gaga and potentially a musical elevates this whole thing. But let's break down what we've seen so far. We know the title of this film is Joker Folie à Dieu. My last name is French. Unfortunately, I am not as per the pronunciation that millions of French people just suffered through. I'm so sorry, France. Folie à Dieu means the madness of two. So many of us had assumed that meant the Willem Dafoe rumors were in fact true. During the No Way Home press tour, Willem Dafoe was very, very open about the fact that, yes, he knows he looks like the Joker, and yes, he knows we have all been fan-casting him for quite some time, so much so he had it as part of his SNL opening monologue. That, to me, was locking in the fact we were getting Willem Dafoe opposite Joaquin Phoenix, because basically, the plot of the first Joker movie, the, the moral foundation it stood on was, what is society? What is culture? What does it mean when we live in a world of nihilism where that might be the answer? How does anarchy really differ from from a lot of the choices we make when we ignore others in society. Whether you love or hate the Joker movie, it has a lot to say. And I really think the Joker character has a lot to say. So in that same vein, Willem Dafoe was seemingly going to be playing a character that followed in the footsteps of the Joker. He followed the lead of the Joker, just as the third act of the film seemed to represent. They could have even had Willem Dafoe photoshopped into that last bit. They could have easily started the film with, you know, one of the guys that's in that mob being Willem Dafoe. It seemed like a really cut and dry way to do a sequel, and it seemed like an incredible idea. All that being said, this might be an even better idea because it seemingly came out of nowhere, except Greg four months ago. He's gonna put a link there. He's gonna take the credit. He deserves it. Four months ago, Greg said, hey, there's some Lady Gaga rumors. What if she's Harley Quinn? But we're hearing these rumors about Lady Gaga. When we're looking at who Lady Gaga might be, I'm not opposed to the idea of her actually being Harleen Quinzel in Arkham Asylum. With this madness of two, it looks to be a love story. Now that we have Lady Gaga, I no longer believe we're getting the Willem Dafoe movie or it's in conjunction with this, but in a smaller way. It'd be cool to see the idea of the commentary of another Joker as maybe a stepping stone. Maybe you do that beautiful thing where you've got a, a, like a minor villain leading up to the full story. Maybe you include that idea or you play around with the idea of Willem Dafoe as someone who's trying to take credit for some of the things that Joaquin has done. Either way, I think if they do involve Willem, it won't be the main crux of the film anymore. I think this love story between Harley 
and Joker is the exact right way to go with a sequel about reality and perception. Remember, the first Joker movie had a lot of questions about how much of that was in his head, how much of that was in the asylum. What better type of story to tell than one about love? What clouds our minds more than the psychology of love? What makes us think we're feeling and seeing and experiencing things more than love? He's already in the asylum. He meets Harley Quinn. She's his therapist. We can live in a sequel that's full David Lynchian, that's got shades of Fincher, that plays with all of those tropes in the same way that the first one played in the world of Scorsese. I honestly think when the first one had those Scorsese parallels, this next one is going to go Lynch and Fincher. I think it's going to be a question of what reality is. I think it's going to be a question of what love makes us do. I think it's going to be a question of how much is from the perception of Joker and how much is it the versions of reality he's telling Harley Quinn and how long into the story do we start to see it from Harley Quinn's worldview. I could easily see this being a story of Harleen Quinn Zell going into Harley Quinn. Easily this being a story of Harleen Quinzel giving us a subjective or uh, objective view of the world that then becomes subjective once she's Harley Quinn. I think we're going to see a reality distortion through the journey of this and that's when the musical takes off. I think we're going to be in an augmented reality through all these songs and you cast Lady Gaga. You've got someone who is a powerhouse actress who happens to be one of the great singers of our time. Someone who is so good in that Bradley Cooper joint she was up for an Oscar and hadn't even acted that much. I honestly think this could be the thing that elevates this beyond the first movie's billion dollar budget. I personally thought you shouldn't make a sequel to the first joke. I thought it was a beautiful Elseworld that had a young Bruce Wayne keeping it from tying in to the Batman mythology. I thought it was very smart that they consciously showed Wayne Manor. They consciously had Thomas Wayne as a bit of a prick because you could easily have this be like, oh, he's going to fight Robert Pattinson's Batman. No, that would like basically devalue both properties. Instead, you draw a hard line in the sand. You make sure it stays in Elseworld, but I thought they could leave it alone. I thought that was kind of the best way to have that because then DC can start doing Batman by Gaslight. It can start doing Earth 2 Superman. It can start doing these alternate realities and a sequel kind of makes it seem like we've got this whole other universe they're going to live in. But this, this gives you the opportunity to have the Elseworld feels like it's growing organically. You've got the unreality of a musical. You've got the elevation of a sequel. You've got the inherent need to make something bigger is undermined by not making it flashier in the cheesy sense, in the action spectacle, but literally flashy in that it's a musical. This is such an inspired move, and it gives us a Harley Quinn we've never seen before. We've got Margot Robbie as DC's main Harley Quinn. She is incredible. She is just as good as Kelly Cuoco on the DC animated Harley Quinn, which for my money is maybe one of the best things DC's ever done. If you haven't seen the Harley Quinn show on HBO Max, it is truly one of the best adaptations without being too serious of a translation from the comic books. What Harley Quinn on HBO Max does is it captures the feeling of the characters in Batman from the perspective of Harley Quinn. Batman is kind of a dick and he's a little horny. It's a weird character. It's not our Batman. I think the smart play is to do the same thing with Todd Phillips's Joker 2 and have it from the perspective of Harley Quinn again. And that keeps you from blending too much in the Margot Robbie world. That keeps you from blending too much into the Batman world. And you've got a fresh new perspective on what she sees Joaquin's successes as or not. We still to this day, after watching Joker, don't know how much of that was real. How cool is it going to be to have a new perspective on how much of that was real by way of her in a room talking to Joker? One of the most iconic scenes in The Dark Knight is the interrogation scene. Give me that again, but with Harley Quinn and have that break into songs so we're not sure how real that is. And that's going to give us a Margot Robbie Harley that can keep going on in the DCEU, that can grow out to Birds of Prey 2, keep going out and having those tie into the now more loose 
shared universe of DC, which I honestly think is one of their strengths. And then very intentionally having a much more Harleen Quinzel therapist, psychiatrist. I'm not sure which one she is. They change it a lot. They're very different jobs, but the comic books don't pick one. She could either be a psychiatrist, a psychologist, or a therapist. We're not sure. But I want to see that character leaning into that side of things. She usually uses her medical background as kind of a punchline in the, in the current Margot Robbie universe. I want that to be a structure, a foundation of this character here. You give me a love story with Joker and Harley, that's something we haven't actually seen before. There's plenty of fanfics, there's plenty of shots in the Jared Leto swimming around, a lot of people made some very sensationalized YouTube cuts from the David Ayer footage we saw. We haven't actually gotten to live in there. We've mainly seen her as a figure of trauma that suffered through the Joker. Let's see them fall in love. Let's see that love cloud both of their judgments. It's not a normal thing to fall so deep in Stockholm Syndrome. You start wearing makeup. I want to see that story. We haven't really seen it since Batman the Animated Series where she was invented. Harley Quinn is one of the few characters that actually started outside of the medium of comic books. She was invented in an animated series and was so popular she translated into the comics. She went the other way and now she's in movies and I think that's a really beautiful thing to do with Joker too. This is a really special joint. Now before I move into the comic book recommendations, what do you guys think about Lady Gaga being Harley Quinn slash Harley Quinzel? What do you think about being a musical and what do you think are going to be the influences on this film since I do think it's going to consciously be separate from the Scorsese joint in the first? Let me know in the comments. I really want to know how you guys think this casting choice and this tone choice will affect Joker too. But before I leave you, comic book recommendations, my favorite part of the show because I want to get you reading the comics that I love so, so very much. I would highly recommend there's a comic book from Grant Morrison, one of my favorite writers of all time, called Arkham Asylum, Serious House on a Serious Earth. It is an insane book with some of the most beautiful imagery from McKean that is super surrealistic and super visceral in the way it makes you experience trauma and insanity and what reality is. And I think that's going to be a giant influence on this movie. And there's an influence here in the writing, I think is going to tie into Joaquin's portrayal. And that's the idea of super sanity. He introduces an idea that the Joker is not insane. He's so sane that he's aware of his own identity, his own physical existence as being laughable to the point where it almost acknowledges the level of him being in a comic book. It's not Deadpool. It's it's not a fourth wall break in the haha -ha sense. It's a, I'm so aware of things. I'm so sane. Everyone else is insane around me. And they strongly hint at him knowing he's in a fictional world by way of him being so aware and so intelligent and so sane. This is all madness. I could easily see super sanity being something that ties into Joaquin's Joker. And I think they honestly hinted at it in the first film already. I think that's going to be the biggest basis on this story for Joker too. So check out Grant Morrison's Arkham Asylum, A Serious House on a Serious Earth. I would also recommend for a more fun Joker tale. There's a great run called War of Jokes and Riddles. It is basically Joker v Riddler and it's showing the differences in those characters and the whole story is basically Riddler is trying to get Joker to laugh. Joker's forgotten how to laugh. He's lost the joy. Riddler is trying to get the laugh out of the Joker. I could see that being used for Harley. I could see Harley trying to get his approval, trying to seek his attention, trying to get him to love her by way of making him laugh. I think that's a very loose tie into the comic book, but I think that main plot point could be utilized and it's also just a bitchin' books from Tom King, one of my favorite Batman writers. Check out War of Jokes and Riddles. Last two I recommend for you lovelies, Brian Azzarello's Joker Run. Brian Azzarello made a trade paperback slash maxi series. It's not 
in comics. It's it's a book by itself. You won't find floppies of it. It's one book just called Joker. And it's some of the most stunning imagery of the Joker. It looks a lot like that Heath Ledger Joker, but it's nauseating to look at. It's very grotesque. It's almost a horror book. And it leans into the Joker as his own character. He's not fighting Batman. He's not doing his own thing. And it's how he perceives the world. So the reason the book feels so graphic is you're looking at it from Joker's worldview. And that's a really important distinction for the character. And I'd also recommend the current run of Harley Quinn, where she is just basically trying to be good. She's trying to absolve herself from the things that Joker made her do. And I don't necessarily think we'll get to that point in the character, but a lot of times the comic books do allow a certain flavor to be interpreted into the movies themselves. So you might get an idea of which Harley Quinn, which take in the character they might be going with. Plus the animation's fun. It's got a very, ties in the HBO Max series a, a good amount with the style of art and things. So Death in the Family, also badass, but I'm gonna talk about that in another show, another episode down the line, but it's very essential for the Joker and they might reference some Robin stuff in this one, just like they referenced Batman in the first. That's gonna do it. Daily episodes of Koi's Comic Corner. Every time news breaks, I'll be filming these from Boston on my phone. I feel like it's gonna happen. Thank you for being here. Leave a like, leave a comment, subscribe, hit that bell. Again, if there's anything you want me to talk about, leave a comment below. I'm reading all of them. Just don't be a dick. Thanks.